It is the last Thursday of the month, so let's catch up on the latest style and design news with Bianca Reznikov, who is with me on the line. Uh, and Bianca, always lovely to have you with us, but particularly so when you've got such a cute story like your first one today to share with us. One of the finest hotels in Cape Town is going to the dogs. Uh, can you believe it? Finally. <laughs> hi, Papa, and Welcome. hi to all the Cape Talk listeners. So last Friday when I stood in for you, mm. I shared with our listeners that I've been, I had been invited to the Mount Nelson with my dog to experience their new pet-friendly suites. And I promised that I would give yeah. um, feedback on the style and design segment with you today. So Vanelli has partnered with local doggy design house Chommies to curate a doggy experience or a pet experience. I would imagine they're not, they don't discriminate with what kind of pet you bring. Yeah. Um, but it's a pet experience like no other. Organic food, um, five-star treats, a monogrammed towel with my dog's name on it. Oh, my goodness. Um, a toy, gorgeous doggy bowls set in cork, engineered by designer Laurie Weed. What a wonderful five-star doggy experience. Um, the rooms are garden suites. There are five yep. of them. Um, and they're set separately from the main building. So, you know, your dog can bark a little and you don't have to kind of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my dog loved it. He was exceptionally well-behaved. Of and course he was. It, it, I have to tell you, it was really comforting to have my little furry boy with me. It, it kind of made me feel right at home. I enjoyed that part of it. And um, I can understand why people would really enjoy traveling with their pet, pets, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. I, I have to warn you, though, there is a resident cat at okay. the hotel, aptly named Nelly, and he was not that impressed uh, <laughs> with our visit. <laughs> but let me, let, let's listen to the clips um, from the hotel and from Chommies to, to find out more. Hi Cape Talk listeners, I'm so excited to share with you, if you haven't heard already, that Cape Town's much-loved Mount Nelson is now proudly pet-friendly. For overnight guests, we have five pet-friendly rooms at the Nelly, offering welcome cards, treats and a refreshing drink of chilled rooibos tea for your furry friend on arrival, amongst a host of bespoke amenities that make your pet feel right at home. And for our much-loved locals, we have a carefully curated afternoon tea menu designed specifically for your canine companions. While you enjoy savouries and sweet treats, your furry friend can enjoy an unmatched meal created by the very same chefs who are at the helm of our kitchens. There's no size restriction at the Nelly. All dogs with good etiquette are welcome, whether posh poodles or socialite schnauzers. We also collaborated with local brand Chommies on a limited edition range of accessories for your dog with playful everyday essentials, all of which are available to purchase at Chommies.com. I'll hand over to them to talk you through the exclusive retail range. Thanks, Gavi, and hello, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. This is Lisa from Chormies, Cape Town's colorful dog company. In celebration of Cape Town's favorite pink hotel going pet-friendly, we've collaborated with the Nelly on a collection of walkwear, accessories, and gifts. The collection is inspired by the Belmont Hotel's signature color and iconic surroundings. The range includes sporty, luxe leisure, rope collars and leashes inspired by afternoons on the tennis court and an elegant beaded capsule for glittering evenings out on the Planet Bar patio. Other playful pieces are the knitted tennis ball picnic blanket and the bougie food and water bowl set. You can shop the collection online at traumies.com. 10% of the proceeds go to the Underdog Project, which is a registered NPO working with vulnerable children and dogs in Cape Town. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We can't wait for you all to experience this amazing collaboration. 
Bianca, the bougiest dogs in Cape Town are going to love this experience. I mean, what tickled me looking at the photographs that you shared was the personalized card from the hotel manager saying, Dear Merlo, never mind dear Bianca, but your dog got a card saying, Dear Merlo, have fun at the Nelly, woof, from Klaus Kalfleit, the hotel manager. I mean, just such a lovely touch. And as you say, the fact that it's slightly away from the rest of the hotel, I think very clever because understanding that as a dog lover, it's wonderful for you to be able to take your dog with you. But equally so, somebody who doesn't love dogs who wants an absolute five-star hotel experience without um, any fur being shared near them, they're in a separate part of the hotel. Exactly. But, you know, you can take your dog there for tea, as she said in the clip. So, you know, if you aren't, you know, going to be spending a night, which is only for, I would imagine, a select few, you know, you can go for tea and enjoy the garden because the grounds are so beautiful. It was so lovely to walk around um, with my dog and enjoy that. So it is also for locals. So go and, you know, for, for a special treat, go and have high tea at the Nelly and take your furry friend with you. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to hear from anybody else who wants to try it out. I'm, th- I'm, I'm dogless at the moment, Bianca, but I'm thinking back to my two bulldogs. I don't yeah. think they would have met the requirements of all good dogs with good etiquette. So I don't know <laughs> if we would have managed tea at the Mount Nelson without losing our dignity. But there we go. Uh, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Now, the next one is strictly for humans only, but it is for humans of any age. And I can vouch for that because the last time I went to the Spear Light Art uh, installation. Our whole family, all three generations, loved it. They're back again starting tomorrow, I believe. That's right. So it's the sixth edition of the Spear Light Art installation. It's opening to the press tonight on Spear Wine Estate in Stellenbosch, and it opens tomorrow, uh, the first of March until the end, uh, uh, the first of April. Uh, you can grab a picnic and then walk the outdoor exhibition as the sun sets. There are twenty different light art and video installations to experience in and around the farm, and you can either book a guided tour or walk it alone at your leisure. Here's a clip from co-curator Jay Passer to give us a mini virtual walkthrough and a taste of what visitors can expect. Hello, Cape Talk. This is a festival of light art at the Spiegel Wine Estate in Stellenbosch. 20 wondrous light sculptures await you. You can feast your eyes on work that will beguile you or get swept away with the sheer joy of walking around in relative darkness, safely, of course, and coming across a light art wonder. Works from South Africa, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom include artist T.V. Thompson's Ravishing Mycelium, a mesmerizing display of color and light using thousands of thin fiber optic strands to represent the huge network of mycelium often growing right below our feet. Artist Hloniswa Chiliza, coming from the rural town of Umzumbe, has created on the other hand, a modest yet evocative sculptural light artwork, Light of Hope, a work of haunting beauty, large butterflies amidst rays of light, an enduring symbol of transformation and new beginnings, and of course, hope. There are many works that are playful and immersive, as well as works that evoke deeper issues through light and play. Floodlight by Aubrey de Swat is a sculpture of a collapsed massive floodlight on the banks of the Easter River, glitching and glowing both anxiously and mournfully, speaking to the ecological state of the present while signaling our destruction from it, while poor Jacob's Let's Play is a cheerful animation of gameplay using the format 
of video games to consider feelings of alienation. Remember, these are just four of 20 works on display from Friday, 1st March to 1st April, free to the public. The best time to visit is at dusk when you can catch both the beautiful sunset and the switching on of the lights. And also note, there are guided walkabouts planned so that if you want to hear more about the works from a guide, you may choose to go then. And details on this, as well as on all the featured artworks, are available on spear.co.za. That's S-P-I-E-R Thank you. Bianca, thanks for flagging this one. Opening tomorrow and running until the 1st of April. And one of the most lovely things about this event is that it's free to access, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, you can take your own picnic or you can book a, a picnic at, at Spear. So that's your choice. But it is free to attend the exhibition. And you can also um, grab food on site to either pre-book a picnic basket or take your own or um, the, yes. the restaurants and the, the little build-your-own picnic stall. Are, exactly. All of those are open in the evenings till nine as well. So it's really yes. a fun, fun way. And do you know, wait till evening. You want to experience this in the dusk into darkness uh, a part of a part of the day. So, OK, so that is the Spear Light Art on from 1 March to 1 April. Now, Bianca, let's look back at the weekend past. I know that in the events diary on Friday, you would have flagged the fact that the first ever care at the castle market was happening this past weekend i believe you've got a bit of feedback for us yes so care at the castle is now a monthly market featuring a diverse array of cape town's craft and design it's a collaboration with the castle of good hope and the cape craft and design institute um, and as you said the first one took place successfully this past Saturday with over 1,500 people in attendance. And I spoke to Erica Elk from the CDI to find out how it went. Hi, our first market was fantastic. We are thrilled at how well it went. We've had really good feedback from visitors and from vendors. Um, we went all out to, to organize um, security so that people felt safe. Um, there was lots of security on, on site and, and on the exterior of the castle. Um, there's also a lot of parking, so people were able to park on site and then walk in. Um, notably, a lot of people said to us that they really felt um, really safe um, uh, during the event. Um, and in fact, I think the, the most exciting thing was just how we are bringing life back to the castle and back to the city. We had close to 100 vendors um, selling jewellery, ceramics, streetwear, pet accessories, um, food delights, really, really kind of wide variety, um, lots of different price points. So there, is, there was something um, for everyone. We also organised live music um, and we were playing, you know, local music, South African music the whole day. So everybody you know all the visitors you know, there's beautiful green green lawns in the middle of the castle and there was place for kids to play and people just to relax on the lawns and and drive to the music so really we we managed to create um an atmosphere that that is is great for for, for everybody um so we plan to have the market the last saturday of every month our next one is on the 30th of march um, from 9 to 4, and we are going to have a chocolatey theme. Sounds like one to, to add to the ongoing um, uh, diary, Bianca. 
Yeah, a chocolatey theme. And also, if you're interested in applying to um, be at the market with your wares, uh, you can go to caremarket.com. Caremarket.com. Thank you so much mm. for that. Uh, hope that one's going to go from strength to strength. All right, we've just got a few minutes left, but Bianca, I'm so glad we do because you wanted to finish talking about what's being hailed as one of the most impressive and spectacular magazine covers in many a year, if not of all time. It's the final Vogue cover from the outgoing editor, Edward Enenfels, and 40 amazing women from different walks of of fame, if we can put it that way, and of different generations. Um, tell us a little bit more about the story about how they got the likes of Oprah Winfrey and Serena Williams and Dua Lipa and all of the supermodels and Jane Fonda and 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 all in one place to collaborate in a single photo shoot to coordinate those diaries must have been a thing of uh, immense effort to say the least a huge huge undertaking as you said Edward Enningfield's last cover his swan song cover as editor-in-chief after six and a half years he steps into his new role at Condé Nast global as their global creative and cultural advisor to to Vogue um Oprah as you said Cindy Crawford and her daughter um Kate Moss and her daughter Naomi Campbell Miley Cyrus Selma Blair Laverne Cox all brought together for one pick in New York. Huge. No one was photoshopped in. Okay. All photographed by iconic photographer uh, Stephen Mazel. And um, what can I say? They did it. They pulled it off. And I think what en- what Enningfield talks about um, in his uh, letter, you know, his Ed letter alongside, yes. he talks about how this represents his reign of including diversity on the covers of Vogue. And that's what this cover really represents, diversity, and how he hopes that it will continue to grow after his editorship. You know, you say that, and I looked at the cover, that was the first thing I thought, but then I'm looking at it again, I'm only seeing one head of grey hair in there, and that belongs to Jane Fonda, I have to say. Amazing that she's there. Uh, But maybe age diversity is one that still needs a bit of work. I agree. I think we should write in. <laughs> okay. Let's write a letter to the editor and complain, Bianca. Uh, before we let you go, uh, but won't you just remind us who is taking over from Edward Falls? Because this in itself is quite a, a big moment for the magazine. I actually don't know. Maybe you can Okay, well, I can tell you because it's the first ever black woman to edit Vogue. Uh, Chioma Nadi, she's a London-born journalist and she's not going to take on the role of editor-in-chief, but she will be called the head of editorial content. Uh, And as I said, the first ever black woman to edit, I mean, what is the iconic fashion magazine of them all? Um, So, yeah, but talk about going out with a bang. Um, uh, I'm exhausted for whichever secretaries had to pull off the coordination to get all of those stars into one room. But, uh, Bianca, thanks for flagging it for those who haven't seen it um, just google Vogue 40 women you'll easily find the gorgeous cover pick and I believe the magazine is out uh, already as of a week or two ago it's the March edition of British Vogue Bianca thanks for keeping us all stylish we'll chat again next month Thanks for the chat next Keep month. Keep well. Bianca Reznikov, our style and design correspondent. And thank you, Mandy and Marina Dagama, just messaging in at the last minute to say she went to the care at the Castle Market last weekend. It was stunning, really nice goods, friendly people, nice music. I will definitely be back at the end of the month. And she adds that she felt very safe. Mandy, thank you so much for that feedback. And yeah, with the chocolate theme, what reason can you think of not to go?